You're listening to the Catch 21 podcast. This is a live show with Simon Hughes MP on the 19th of September at the Dugalberry Playhouse in Brighton. The presenter was Alex Sargent. Audio production was by Tim Griffiths. For more information about this and our future shows, please visit www.catch21.co.uk. Right then, our first question to you really is then, which is what we usually ask most of our guests. At what point did you think to yourself, right, politics is for me? I'm very clear about that, but some people aren't. I moved to South London. I had finished being a student. I had just started doing my training for my work. I was helping out as a youth leader with teenagers. And I got involved in the local community group, which was to do with trying to get all the houses which needed to be repaired, better repaired, and the park looked after. And all that was going on, it was going on, we didn't appear to be getting anywhere, I was getting more angry, I was sitting at the back. And eventually people said, why are you sitting at the back all the time? Why don't you come and lead us? <laughs> Let us organise something. And that led to forming a residence association, and we took on the then Greater London Council. And I'd been a Liberal member for a while. Uh, but the combination of doing stuff in the community, and then somebody one day saying, you've been in the party for a long time, had you ever thought of standing for election, meant that the two came together. I could see that the youth club and young people needed lots of stuff, and they weren't getting it. I could see that people were badly housed, they weren't getting it. I could see that the park needed to be looked after, and it wasn't happening. So I thought, why am I waiting for somebody else? Okay. So I set up, set off, and here we are. And that's very interesting. And also, I mean, the Democratic Party itself, what, what, was the, what was the reason behind joining the Liberal Democrats? Um, lots, lots of people say, as you probably know, again, 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 uh, you'll never be in power, you're always going to be, yeah. well, certainly in our lifetime anyway, some people would say. However, again, that was fairly simple. When I was 15, there was an election going on. Obviously, I wasn't old enough to vote or uh, be involved. But I was interested in uh, what the parties were saying. The Labour Party were in power. They didn't appear to be doing things very well and uh, they appeared to be compromising on everything. So even if they had a principle, if it needed just a compromise to sort it out, they'd do that. I knew I wasn't a conservative because as far as I could understand, they defended things as they were and I thought we needed a lot of change. So I actually wrote to the local Liberal Party office in Cardiff and said, please send me what you stand for. And I got this booklet back. I sort of read it secretly. And I discovered I agreed with it all. And it said things like, we need to have a fairer world where develop, developing countries get more help. We need to close the gap between the rich and the poor. We need to make sure we respect everybody, no matter where they come from. I thought, hmm. I agree with all this. So it was for those very practical reasons. And I didn't really think about, could we win? I thought, about policy and, I thought, you know. I, tr- I agree with this. If I agree with this, then I must be one of these. Okay. And they're called liberals. Okay, interesting. Um, and, and so from there, really, in terms of, because I don't know if you know much about Catastrophe One Productions, I'm sure you do. We a do, little bit. We do, we do shows for young people, yeah. um, generally. And today's a very special show because we're basically inviting people along from the party conference and around the area. Yeah. But primarily for young people to basically interact with and to write, write messages for, for our speakers from time to time, to take part in our shows. But what we, what we seek to achieve really is ways in which young people can actually get involved in politics. Yeah. And we, we don't preach, we provide a forum. Yeah. What, what ways do you think that pe- young people feel that, I mean, do you feel they're isolated? Or do you feel that it's, it's what elements of the... 
Minister. I've just come from a meeting down the road mm. uh, hosted by the YMCA mm. with three young women from Brighton and Hove talking, who, who were YMCA uh, involved talking about what they thought the issues were. They came along to share with us their agenda and that was to do, it was to do with having more power to have a say. They said we'd like a vote and we're under 18 and we can't and yet everything affects us. It was about fares, it was about costs, it was about housing and so on. And that was a good example of how one you can get into the system. If the two or three of you together, there are places, possibly near where you live, where you could go and have your say. But in the modern uh, technological world, there are other things you can do. There are loads and loads of websites where you can start getting involved in expressing your views about the environment or about racism or about whatever else it is. Um, there are big events like the march against the war or the protest against the bombing of the Lebanon and you can go with your mates and become involved. You, I used to take part in surfers against sewage which went off the beach here protesting against the fact that Brighton used to stick all its sewage about two yards out to sea and everybody thought they were swimming in a lovely... Brighton and Blackpool, bizarrely, were two of the worst places in the country, even though they were sold as great resource. Um, and the last thing is that, that there are political party organisations where people can start by communicating. We have a website, uh, it's okay. okay. and our website leads to our youth website, so you can click on and go through the system. Um, and that will get involved in that way if you want to. Uh, and there are other things. So there are lots of ways if you want to. My advice is never go on your own. Most people never go to a new thing on their own. Right. Yes, you could do it at home or at college or if you're in a uh, cyber cafe. Yes, of course, you can um, you know, connect personally just by doing the stuff, uh, looking for information. But if you want to go somewhere, grab people and go with some mates of yours. Okay. And if you want to feel angry about something, <laughs> go and feel angry, even if you're going to sit in the office of the local council for the, tell them they haven't got enough houses for you to live in. Definitely, yeah, okay. And, and just from there, I mean, voting itself specifically though as well, are there any practical ways in which you feel that the, the country or the electoral commission for example, any other sort of devices that we can use to encourage young people to specifically perhaps vote as well? And like for example, I mean, based on te text, uh, text voting, all that sort of thing, but anything and how it can be implemented too? Well, a couple of thoughts. So firstly, that um, I think there is a problem when you can't vote at 16 because most young, young people still leave school at 16. They may go to college or they may not. But if you don't start immediately, if all the stuff you might be told at school is not of any use for a couple of years, then to be honest, you're not likely to get stuck in. And by the time you are able to, you've actually forgotten why it might have been important. Second thing, I know this sounds a really strange thing, the conventional voting, like going somewhere and putting a cross, lots of young people have never done it before don't know what to do. They're nervous about that. It's like going into a betting shop for the first time. Mm. I remember when I, I didn't quite know where to go and who to ask, what bit of paper and what, you know, it was, you need so some, your parents, perhaps. Or your mates, or somebody, or your older brother, or your girlfriend, or what, you know, whoever it might be. Um, but also, the voting place should be where you are. Say Brighton, where we are here. Mm. I have no idea, but my suggestion would be that the voting places shouldn't be tucked in little schools and stuff. They should be where most people go, outside the railway station, by, by the bus stops, by the pier, uh, outside the college, so that people pass the voting station all the time, have a little voting station outside the supermarkets. So you don't have to go and spend a, you know, half an hour looking for it and you've never been before. And then lastly, there is an issue about text voting and online voting. 
they issue their security. Uh, and you've got to make sure that people don't like cast 17 votes <laughs> because they are consistent. So um, they haven't, the Electoral Commission haven't quite sorted out how to do that yet. Right. It would be good if they could because we all know 7 million people vote in Big Brother or Strictly Come Dancing gets 6 million. I mean, so if loads and loads of people are willing to vote, mm. then we ought to encourage people. To, it's, not a, it's not as simple as Strictly Come Dancing or mm. Big Brother or Celebrity, you know, where you actually just see people and you watch them for half an hour and you think, well, I'm going for them. Mm. It's more serious than that. And so it may not be wise to make it just as easy as uh, spending your 10p when you phone in for the television vote. But it, we ought to be going down that road. And you mentioned obviously votes at 16, and I, I assume you and your whole party obviously in, in favour of the And they have been for a long time. And can you tell me a bit more about that? I mean, in which ways do you think it, it would be an advantage for 16-year-olds? Well, again, it, it's interesting. We were talking about it just a minute ago. Um, young people quite reasonably say, look, you keep on making decisions that affect us. The bus fares to go to college are decided, and they affect us if you've only got an educational maintenance allowance of 30 quid a week. Then if the bus fares four quid a day, five days a week, 20 quid just on the fares, mm. 10 quid a week left to spend. We'd like to have a say about that. So if people can vote from 16, nobody's going to make you vote in this country, I don't think. Some countries do make you vote. But nobody's going to make you vote. Then if you feel strongly, you can go and do that. But we've got to go further than that. We've got to give people the chance to vote on local issues that matter. Now, I'm no expert, again, talk the place we're in. There's been a big dispute about the marina, there's a dispute about the football ground as well, locally. And sewage. And, yeah. and it may be that every so often there ought to be a vote where people can cast their votes online, on the phone, locally, for whether they think the marina ought to open or close, whether the football ground ought to be here or there, in as much as you can give power to people, give them the power. Okay, okay. Well, another question we sort of ask our, our guests occasionally is, again, this is uh, kind of open to your interpretation of, the, of our question, really. Um, Big Brother, okay, sorry, that's bring it up, but Big Brother, we, we, we're very, lots of people, young young people obviously follow the show, and in many ways, it's, it's not just about the show, it's also about government's policy, necessarily, or other party positions on Big Brother society. What, what angle, what aspect, rather, would you like to see our society going down in terms of being monitored by yeah, the media, or by, sorry, by government? Or by I'm government. really worried that we're going down a road where Big Brother is looking at us all the time uh, and collecting information on us. Every time in London you now use an Oyster card, your journey is registered. So where you uh, press it by the, the marker, that will register that. Every time you use your mobile phone, uh, where you phone from is recorded. So the printout will show uh, that it's used if a crime is being com com uh, committed it will show where you were every time you use your mobile phone. That's how the Damalola Taylor uh, young people were thought to be his killers were partly picked up because of the mobile phone signals. And I think we have to be really careful about this. I've always resisted saying we should have CCTV cameras everywhere. Mm. Yes, if there's a big problem, if there's a public space, if there's a main road where there are lots of muggings or lots of uh, people really behaving badly, then yes, that's fine. But we really shouldn't live in a road, in a community where everything is being looked at. People must have the chance, if they're innocent, and the presumption is people are, to live their lives. People then say, well, if I've got nothing to hide, why, am I, why should I be bothered? The answer is, I don't trust government fundamentally. I don't trust government. They can't organize always everything like the passport distribution. They can't sort out 
who is an immigrant who ought to have gone and not gone. They don't appear to do that. They can't even sort out which prisoners ought to be here or not be here. So if they can't sort out that and we have an identity card and the police then pull you up, it might well be they pull you up because your name is the same as another person down the road with the same name. And so no, we should resist that. And Big Brother on the box may be a laugh. Um, it's not a laugh sometimes when nothing happens for hours at a time, but other times it may be a laugh. Um, but for the rest of us, it's a serious issue, and I hope we'll resist the Big Brother society. Okay. Right, well, our last question, um, really, is quite straightforward. When do you think Lib Dems will win the next general election? When will we come to power? Yeah. Well, quite soon is, is possible. I mean, in, in the National yeah. Parliament of Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. The answer is, I think next time we've got a very good chance of no party having a majority. And that means, because we'll all be roughly the same, or none of us will be big enough in terms of votes, and if we get to that stage, we could get there in one more go. Because once people think, hang on, these guys are now level with the others, people in Britain, like most places, like to back a winner, so they will then say, oh, we'll go for them. Especially if we haven't had a go recently, people say, we've had the Tories, we've had Labour, give them a go. And people are quite fair about that, so what they look like, give them a go. So I think it could be what in 2006. I think it could be certainly between 2010 and 2000 and a bit more than 10. And so loads of young people will have the chance to vote for our people to be in government. But we'll only deserve it if we get the policies right, we've got the right people. And if I can end with a request, the people who watch this, if they have the slightest yeah. interest in stopping the wars in the world, in justice in the world, in having enough housing for people, in helping stop women who are raped, not getting any prosecution, whatever it might be, any of those issues, then uh, please contact you, uh, the website I mentioned, I can mention it again if you want to, my office, our councillors here, just get involved and, and uh, come and join. Nobody will ha hang on to you. If you want to run away, that's fine, but you probably have just as much valid input as anybody else. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Thank you very much. If you'd like to put your hands together, please, for Mr. Simon, for our podcast. Thank you for listening to the Catch 21 podcast. For more information, please visit www.catch21.co.uk.